Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are doing the Raimi Spider-Man, as we're doing Spider-Man 2 this week. I'm your host, Joseph Lesson, alongside Ricky Marcelli. Hey, yo. And the man who has no rent, no money for rent. <laughs> the man that picked this franchise one, Keith Wallen. Guys, I'm 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 a little pumped to talk about this this one today. I fucking hate you. I love it. It's a, it's a little off pod humor for all you listeners out there. Nothing <laughs> like doing an inside joke. I love it. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm a uh, no. That bit was so much better than whatever the bit I was thinking of, which I can't Probably remember yeah. now. Probably, so yeah, yeah. Spider Man Two. Let's talk about it. Patrick uh, <laughs> Boogaloo. Directed it once again by Sam Raimi. Uh, one of the producers was Kevin Feige. I noticed that this time around. Um, again, starring Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, J.K. Simmons, Rosemary Harris, and bringing into this movie, Alfred Molina. Also a uh, little cameo by William, William Dafoe. William Defoe. Willem. Yeah. Willem. Willem. William Defoe. William. Keith, uh, you've seen more Raimi than I have. Is Raimi just completely incapable of writing a female character? Like, is he just like utterly incompetent when it comes to female characters? I don't think he was a much of a writer on this movie. No, um, he just directed. He, he was not a writer. No. Well, then whoever wrote these movies, <laughs> the first one and the second one, only see female characters as love interests and hard nips. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst was in and out. She had a couple moments. They gave her like more to do in this one, I think. But it still was like, here, go be love oh, interests and okay. be like yeah. pointless to like an actual person. You're still just love interest. Yeah, I'm just. I guess I'm just trying to give this. This movie to me gets slightly more credit than the last one in that department. Uh, well, it's great. just funny when Kirsten Dunst gets to do more acting in the play she's pretending to be in in the movie <laughs> than in the actual movie she's in. I was going to say it now. She's the worst. Um, two she, people. You're you're the one who thinks that. Keith and I are big Kirsten Dunst fans. Love oh, you have dad. you have fun with that. Uh, the writers were uh, Al Goff and Miles M- Miller. Uh, they they were the ones that created Smallville. So <laughs> uh, that explains. The incapableness. I I am I do like Kirsten Dunst. I will agree that she's not a great Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> I don't know if I can blame her though. The writing is just yeah. so, like, what are you supposed to do when you're basically told go out, be a great pair of tits, and a love interest? She like looks. She looks the part. She, she doesn't does. though. Like if you look at the like actual comic Mary Jane, Mary Jane is like not girl next door beauty like mary jane is supposed to be like striking anti-establishment like club hopping person like this would make way more sense as a gwen stacy than a mary jane hmm. like actual comic mary jane is like the gwen stacy you see are the mary jane you see like in the show that we grew up in the 90s is again a very gwen stacy-esque character than the comics mary jane the Mary Jane we actually have now in the MCU without the red hair, of course, 
is a much closer rendition of what Mary Jane really was in the early comics comparative to this Mary Jane and <laughs> the TV show Mary Jane and the non-existent Mary Jane and the amazing Spider-Man shows or movies. Yeah, I think something I'm discovering because this is the best one pretty obviously. I think I'm discovering I'm just like not a Spider-Man guy. It's like though this is peak this is maybe the best Spider-Man movie, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But um and it's still just like yeah, this guy's just it's just Spider-Man. He's like it's it's too like old timey. It's like it feels like a superhero from the like sixties. It does have that big like Superman two goody two shoe, uh Captain America two goody two shoe mm-hmm. type feel to it. Well and he like goes around and he just like beats up like air quote thugs, like which is whatever, that's what superheroes do. That's how they were designed, but like it felt extra if old I I'm I'm gonna keep saying old timey. Spider-Man. I think that's my problem with Spider-Man. It just feels old-timey. Well, so is that what you thought of this movie? That was great. Okay. (laughs) But see, again, I think Spider-Man has that thing that Batman has, is that the reason why Spider-Man and Batman are some of the best heroes in, like, all of comics is because they have the best villains in all of comics. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Batman would be half as good because, I mean, he's just a rich billionaire prick with fucking toys. But we love him because he has the best villains. In he just all antagonizes of poor people. <laughs> and Spider-Man's villains, like, literally encompass, like, some of the best villains in all of the MCU. Yes, I, I like that. Spider-Man and Batman do make, like, they're they're good vehicles. They're good, like, they're like, uh, they're like tortilla chips that are potluck. <laughs> and like the reason why this movie fucking slaps is because of Doc Oct and how fucking good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Spider-Man stuff in this movie of like deal like as much as I like will complain about a lot of the stuff Raimi did in this movie, I really appreciated like a superhero movie that was trying to deal with the work-life balance of being a superhero while trying to maintain a normal life that it's so overwritten and like everything else where it's just like, Oh no, superheroes are fine. They don't have mental issues. It's just normal fucking way of life. Don't worry about it. Like this one actually dealing with like the mental strain of being a superhero and trying to like balance an actual life around that, which I'm sure for a lot of people would be very boring to me was a very like interesting plot point And I found very intriguing. So I, I appreciated that, but at a different angle. I think what I was looking at was I think that I appreciated that they like recognize working class folks because Hollywood has a really hard time doing that because a lot of like a lot of producers are like rich people's kids, so they don't like know what working life is. Which I'm assuming this movie is the same, but like whatever they pretended good. So like just to like have Peter like stressing out about like oh, I'm kind of my boss is an asshole. Like we can't afford rent. Like like that kind of stuff being featured in a movie like this was kind of fun. Also, once again, crazy people who ended up being like at least pseudo famous just being bit characters in this movie. <laughs> yeah. The fucking chick who wouldn't pay for the pizza? That's Bones. That was Bones. Yeah, that was the the eyes and bangs lady's sister. Yeah. Like <laughs> she ends up having a massive career. 
the pizza owner shop guy like has a massive like comedy well not massive but like he is like a well-known comedian who's been on the daily show mm-hmm. like and uh, again elizabeth banks is in this movie just like doing her thing on the side and like yep. they, they let her say like five like, times the words in this one she's she just like boss a movie producer now yeah. like she just gets movies made and she's just a fucking secretary for jk simmons <laughs> um so in movies and superhero movies a lot of people you know prior to the marvel verse mcu people said this was the standard for superhero movies Prior to, you know, some people still do to this day think that this is better than, you know, 80% of what what superhero movies come out lately have been. Not lately, but just, you know, recently. I mean, I will honestly say this is better than any of the Batman movies we watched. This is better than Ant-Man 3. The newest one? Yes. I like that one. I would still, my rating for this one is going to be higher than the rating I gave that one. Yeah, both movies uh, very ugly though. Um, I don't see it. I don't see it. I, it's a good movie, but I don't see it being one of the best of all time. Like I, I this movie was better than one for sure. Um, there to me there were some boring parts, but you know, it was fine. But like better than the first one, yes. But like an all-time great in my mind, I don't see it. Like, that's just me, but it was an enjoyable watch this time around. I remember watching it the first time, and the first time watching it, it was one of those uh, viewings that the movie goes two hours and seven minutes, and to me, it felt like it went a lot longer than that. Yeah, I didn't get that. I It felt like a pretty tight movie to me. Oh, no, that was the first time I watched it, not this oh, time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Movie came out June 30th, 2004. Runtime, two hours and seven minutes. So was Keith texts me that has minutes or something. I don't know. I didn't get that text, Keith. <laughs> Got it. Um, this movie oh. will always live in my brain, though, as Keith and I saw this with other friends in high school. And Keith accidentally opened a door too quickly and dented a lady's car not even dented maybe the lightest of scratches that was such a silly story i can't and that lady came out and like saw it after the movie and like flipped out and was like how disrespectful blah, blah, blah. so okay here's how the story goes everyone's gonna care a lot that's listening but i opened the door i slightly grazed it and on the way out i think i like giggled and pointed because i like noticed a mark and i think the person saw me doing that and like lost their minds which i'm 36 years old right now i don't know how old that person was let's say late 40s i'm gonna say i can't like so i'm i'm a fully like developed adult now and i can't imagine questionable thanks (laughs) anyways i can't imagine like there's like a Maybe what a sixteen-year-old like trying to like speak seriously to a sixteen-year-old like that would be impossible, and like act all in fucking like high-towered and special. Anyways, the result was I was either to give one hundred dollars or to write an apology note for the mark on this other car. I was a child at the time, and looking back, 
I wish I had the cool moment where I just like had a hundred dollars and could just give the hundred dollars and not, not apologize. Well, that would have been so tight. Like that wasn't a hundred dollars worth of damage. It was like go get some elbow grease and you would scrub it out type of damage. Like it wasn't like you did massive damage to that car. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like how tight would that have been just to like just smile and give a hundred dollars and walk away? Like not tight. Uh, <laughs> Keith, I will say, there. as someone who complains about the rich, understandably, the rich suck. Let's eat them. It would have been a very douchey rich person thing to do. <laughs> yeah, or to like put another mark and then give like two hundred dollars. <laughs> you should just you just should have just kicked the door in. So you got to go full Batman and just buy the car. This is me doing. This is me doing like a Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker looking in the mirror and like fantasizing about what I would have done. <laughs> all right peter so let's get in uh by the way i thought about this yesterday i'm 36 years old and i still do that let's think about that moment it's weird the things that like attach in your brain that's why i always <laughs> like the movie um inside out because like that like pivotal moments <laughs> thing just sticks with me that they like show in that movie oh yeah we all have eight or ten like moments on our VHS reel in our brains that replay over and over again. And it's weird that that's one of them in both of our brains. <laughs> I have too many like hard struck memories in my brain around Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 and I don't know why. I'm excited to get to Spider-Man 3. Oh god. <laughs> I, you're going to end up fucking loving it and I'm going to hate I you. Think it's, I think it's going to get my it. highest score. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. But we got to talk about the second one. So, uh, Rick, have you give us the plot? Boys and girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Spider-Man 2. Sometime between yesterday and two and a half years have passed. Peter Parker is struggling to find balance between himself and his hero persona, Spider-Man. And it is causing his personal life to spiral out of control, leading him to give up the mantle. But when a genius that Peter looks up to experiment goes awry, causing him to go insane and become the nefarious Doc Oct, Peter must once again don the mask or risk losing half of New York and the love of his life, MJ. Can Peter find work-life balance all us millennials are looking for? Is Kirsten Dunst required to go hard nipping in these movies? Why do these movies look so ugly? Find out all this and more in Spider-Man 2. Man, I'm psyched you brought up the way the movie... I thought this movie looked 100 times better than Spider-Man 1, but still it didn't look great. Simply because, like, Disney, like, streaming had the aspect ratio right on this one. Mm. So, like, it wasn't... It didn't look all warped and fucked up to my eyes. There was just so much green screen and, like, glare in this movie, and I didn't understand why. (laughs) There wasn't much of that... um... Uh, like Spider-Man on the main in the center of the screen, then like a fl- something in the back yeah. of him, you know, going left to right or something. Um, there was. By the way, this oh. movie takes place two years apart. In the, like, well, I thought lot. Aunt May said something was like, "Duh, fucking D- Uncle Ben." That's years. his name. Yeah, she said two and something years, yeah. two years and like something uh, months since Uncle Ben died. It's been two, it was two years according to the stats. It's two years, so right. But that's just because they're going one. from what she said about Uncle Ben dying. Yeah, 
So this is like what, immediately after Spider-Man One. That's what it kind of feels like. Like it's not too long. But again, because Spider-Man One really does a time jump. It. They're both they're in the the they're physically two, like really two years apart too. The you know, first one in 02, this one in 04. But they're saying this one's two years after the original one too. Right. In but time. time passes. I think whoever, wherever, wherever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know that. I'm just saying. Wherever you but, read like, that is beginning because <laughs> Aunt May says in the movie, yeah, that it's been two years since Uncle Ben died. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually establishing how long this one is after the end of the first one. But then again, we never really established how long Spider-Man one went after Uncle Ben died. So it could be either anywhere from like a year and a half in that movie to the end or like two weeks. Raimi didn't really do a good job of establishing a timeline <laughs> in that movie. Which they would have done. a Yeah, whatever. I'm waiting for us. I want now that I've like played this PlayStation Spider-Man, I want like a slightly older Peter Parker. Like that, that's interesting. Did to anyone me. else think everyone looked younger in this movie than they did in the <laughs> last one? Like everyone, like I don't know if they just had better like makeup people or something yeah, this time, know. but everyone looked younger to me than they oh, that's did. Funny, I didn't see as that. Teenagers. So Toby, Toby looked the same, but like in the good way of the fact, like we're past high school, so he doesn't look like that the thirty year old actor playing <laughs> just the, a you full know. ass grown man. Now, now he looks, now he looks right. <laughs> um. Dunst, she dyed her hair red this time instead of nice. having a wig on. For so I liked her hair in this one. Or that, yeah. I think Franco had longer hair, so he just looked the same. Uh, <laughs> you know, and everybody else just looked the same. Dude, Franco once again, fucking like terrible human being, whatever. But he becomes a really great actor at some point. It was still not at this point, though. Yeah, because like he, he's twenty. 20- because I think we did the math like how old were them in the in 2002 and we're like I'm like wait he's yeah they were all actually yeah. not that old technically besides to Toby in high school yeah. I mean not even Toby Toby was still like low 20s to play a high schooler yeah. he's got the face of like a 36 year old just grizzled yeah that is the problem and, like yeah. to be fair though we <laughs> went to people with high school that had that look about him though yeah yeah because uh Franco like gets his Oscar or nomination, whichever, but in like 10 years from now, maybe. And I thought he was great in that 172 hours or 72, whatever that movie was called. The one where he cuts his hand off. Yeah, yeah. That based on a true story one. Yeah. Yeah. He was awesome in that. <laughs> but in this one, it's still just like, holy yeah. shit, dude. You yeah, he's still just know, he like doesn't know how to control his face in these movies. Yeah, he's like he he plays like the freaks and geeks bully still. I, <laughs> I I I don't I I thought the Harry Osborne character in this movie was funny only because of the fact it's like hey Pete like the first thing we see is it's Peter's birthday and it's like the oh I didn't know thing and he's like hey Pete why the hell are you still talking to Spider Man like what <laughs> like, like dude that's Spider Man <laughs> yeah he's dealing with like a super like like he doesn't want to lose his best friend yeah. But like he's also like filled with this hate and revenge, so that he can't like he hadn't seen Peter, so it was fine till he like Peter came in the door, and then it just came rushing back at him. Yeah, and I get that's what they were trying to convey, and Franco just did a shit job at it. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't like, go ahead. Apparently, William Defoe's like chemical, like onset superpowers are genetic now. Well, <laughs> so it's not very well described. It's just that like. Green Goblin had psychosis before, like taking the serum. It's just the serum raised his psychosis. Oh, okay. It's so like his son also has that psychosis in him. Yeah. 
It's just when they take the green goo stuff, like it makes them extra crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think the Harry character in this movie is just funny because like, hey, Peter, let, let me meet you in the dock. Let me meet you to, you know, the dock. Uh, but why are you still friends with Spider-Man? You choose <laughs> him over me. I'm like, like the, every time we see Harry, he's like, what's up, Pete? And then seconds later, it's. Or when he's like, you'll find Peter Parker. He'll get yeah. you Spider-Man. Don't keep hurt him. him. Al- yeah, keep him alive. Um. See, this movie's such a funny. Shit it, job of like displaying someone who's dealing with like two sides of a coin that he can't come to terms with. It's like that's where like this this movie like I think Rami does it. He like reaches for it and sometimes gets it that like sixties pulpy sort of campy shit. Because it, it like it does it successfully. I don't know. It like this this movie is weird. Is it's like it's like too high budget for Sam Raimi. It's like why. Multiverse of Madness sucked is because it was like too big for Sam Raimi. <laughs> I like it never clicked with me watching these movies originally, but going like watching it now and thinking about how we did Evil Dead, Jesus Christ, Sam Raimi fucking gets such a hard on for women screaming and looking at a camera. And it that feels in Evil Dead One and Two. <laughs> it's awesome. But in Spider Man, it was yeah. super awkward. Although hey, I got, I don't go ahead, Keith. I was say before, like the ones, like I don't know, I'm up and down on this movie. Like I loved it, grow up, like coming up. But the scene that is really spectacular, and it was like it felt like it came from a different movie that I loved, which is like a five star ass scene, was the surgery room scene. That's oh, that, yeah. that is one hundred percent Evil Dead to the point of the um like POV shots of the arms going at them. That's just the <laughs> the the. the monster from the evil dead movies mm-hmm. when they come at you at in the forest and stuff it's just that that pov them using the chainsaw is just an you know yeah the chainsaw was a little wink but like i think that scene was its own like there was some winks it wasn't like it wasn't one for one that no not one for one but it was yeah. like an ode to yeah, oh, yeah. evil dead like hey the you, mood, evil the dead mood. here's evil dead and, yeah. dude in that scene if they'd been allowed to like make this movie an R-rated movie <laughs> that Blood scene could have been so fucking cool and like just yeah. watching like doctors get cuz i mean let's be honest in this PG-13 i mean it's not a disney movie this is sony and whatnot mm-hmm. But the scene of the doc of the female doctor getting dragged away by one of the arms and her nails are in the floor pulling. That's fucking terrifying. Loved shit. It. I love that it. was mm-hmm. such a cool yeah. shot. And you're like, holy <laughs> fuck, she's about to get fucked up. Like, damn, she must have been scared. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's just like that. Like that. Like when you texted me because I was watching it right behind you <laughs> and. Like I was just like, oh, that's just Evil Dead, one hundred percent, like an ode to it. And I'm like that. that I was like, that's my favorite scene in the movie too. Well, because there is, a, I was trying to think, because the way I was reading your messaging with me is that you were trying to convince me it was like a one for one scene. No, one no, thing, no. Yeah, I was just saying it's just the one thing that was one for one was there is a scene in a there's a basement in Evil Dead one and two where like a hand reaches out and pulls someone in it, and then mm-hmm. like the camera is at that face being pulled towards this hole. So that, that was what that reminded me of. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just saying this yeah. is just Evil Dead 100%. And that, mm-hmm. like, the getting pulled into the darkness, the the mini chainsaw is just like, ah, okay, I, I get it there. I, I love that tension of when they were about to touch the metal thing and you, you could, like, see it looking behind the doctor. Like, the, the personality of the chompers, like, 
when I, when I was young and watched this, I was obsessed with Dr. Octopus. Was that his name? Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that character ruled like to me when I was young. And so like, I loved it was like the personality of each of the claws like was so cool. I love that they had like had, they like talked to him. Uh, the actor Alfred called them Larry, the three stooges. <laughs> nice. Larry Curly and Moe. <laughs> Larry Curly, Moe, but, and Flo. Um, cause Flo was the top right, uh, tech, uh, technical, technical, testicle, testicle. Um, yeah. because the operator, uh, was Flo, name Flo. So, <laughs> and then I would give her, uh, give him sips when he needed it to, um, Doc, like again, I think this movie helps that you actually have a pr- a really good villain, an actor playing that villain of uh, Doc Ock. I, you know, it's just watching. I was like, you know, okay, back to back movies with good actors being a yeah, a really good villain. The funny thing about uh, Mister Defoe's cameos, it wasn't planned. He he was just walking down the street one day and saw the crew filming, and then they're like, you know, he walked up and started talking, and then they're like, "Hey, do you want to do a quick cameo?" He's like, "Sure." And they're like, "Willem, your hog's too big. You have to yeah. pull your pants up." <laughs> <laughs> What's funny to me watching that scene is that if this movie was made now, that scene wouldn't have been in that place in the movie. Yeah, it would have been an after right. credit scene. I'm like, yeah. I watch it. I'm like. This is a full blown after credit scene that's just a part of the movie. Like this wouldn't that's happen so nowadays. The ending of this movie felt. Oh, I like... hated the ending. I fucking I hated the ending. It felt like, like the I actual I like out of my brain. <laughs> like the very like the actual end of the movie. Not that like all yeah. the Doc Doc stuff that was fucking stupendous. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the once, wedding scene. The we, like wedding oh, scene. Yeah. We didn't need the wedding scene, and then like the it's like. Superman, uh, Spider-Man saves the day. I'm like, okay, we'll probably get some, you know, you know who I am. I'm Spider-Man. And then, but then we go to a wedding and then we go to Harry talking to his dad. And then we go back to Peter. I'm like, we don't We spent that seven extra minutes in this movie. We went to this final three scenes. Like we didn't need these three scenes. And the idea of the, we spent all this time of him telling her like, Hey, we can't, this won't work. Like, my life is dangerous and people come to fuck me up and instead she just ruined so like this fucking mary james been getting railed said yes to getting proposed to and then it's just like ah no i want to get railed by this dude who totally doesn't want me in a relationship and this is why i hate mary jane in this movie although i wonder although we never gave the astronaut guy much of a chance i'll bet he was so like kind and sweet and smart I mean, from because... what we saw, like he showed up after a play to take her to food. He'd seen the play five times, and he's literally an astronaut. Like when... that's like the most hard thing to get into. He's got to be like you have to be a genius and physically like amazing. And... Was it <laughs> Rick? You might. I I I'm having memory of this in the Spider-Man TV show we watched. Wasn't that the plot? That's how we get Venom. That, but it is it's yes. Jonah's son. The, is the astronaut in the cartoon too? I want to say, I believe that, so. Yeah, if, I, I think that's what they were trying to establish in this one was to get ready for Venom. Yeah, and then they completely change Venom. Yeah, because like I know, I remember the cartoon Venom comes back because the astronaut comes, and I'm like, I feel like it's Jameson's son who's in the cartoon as well as the astronaut. And then, yeah. oh, is Jameson's son supposed to be Venom? 
no, no he just he's brings... just part of the mission that gets venom like he's uh, the one in space and it brings venom back he gets yeah. venomed he, venom <laughs> yeah. venom uh pulls a, uh, a clover filled paradox and just lands on the ship and then comes back uh, to earth well that's just how the story of venom works yeah, yeah. Venom, <laughs> like yeah basically uh also fuck what is that fucking terrible halle berry movie catwoman no, yes, yeah. but also no, the one with the fucking moon thing. Moonfall? Yeah, that one. Oh, that movie ripped. <laughs> oh, did you actually watch it? Yeah. Dude, that movie fucking sucks in the best way. But like it wasn't that, quite it's like it's like that, where there's just this giant black thing that just envelops the yeah. fucking shuttle. Yeah. It, it was almost bad good. It was close. <laughs> you know what's it was bad just good? Kind of still bad. You yeah. know what's bad good? Geostorm. God, I fucking that love movie, that movie. So much better, right? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Dude, we watched that and we were just like, "This is gonna fucking suck. Why are we doing this?" And we, at the end of it, we're like, "We want to see Geostorm. more Geostorm, more Geostorm." Um, <laughs> wait, we gotta watch the dumbass uh, plane movie with that guy, Gerard Butler. The Gerard Butler plane. Oh, plane? It's, plane. Dude, it's on my list of movies. <laughs> Don't worry, watch, so, yeah. it, it's gonna be like a franchise because the next one's Boat. Or it something is. like that. that so is we're 100% fine. True. Love, there's, just this, there's just these names are just, uh, just the titles are just nouns. This is just plane. This is boat. This is I bicycle. Can't wait for the third one. Yeah. It's just car. Car. <laughs> one one scene that bothered me in this movie is it's again it's the relationship between Peter and MJ. The fact of hey, I want you to come to my play, and he's like, I'm going to make it, and he literally gets in a car crash in a way. He and didn't then, need to chase those fucking people. He didn't need to. Is that what you're about to say? That and then also <laughs> when she when he has to explain why he didn't show up to the play, he could have been like, I got ran over. Like, but no, he had to make some ex- like uh something came up. Like, just say you got hit by a car and you're like, Oh, yeah. I believe you. Also, like, like he stole a car. Like, I get too. that it was a bad guy's car, but like he stole the car from that. Couldn't the cops like be able to be like Hey, that kid has the car that Spider-Man yeah. stole earlier. <laughs> yep. Well, and like, what, those people like maybe just like stole something? That's probably what happened. Like, they, he put more people in danger. He's like, he was a cop right there. He was very cop. Like, he well, just Did you also go. notice how very much like cops nowadays, cops were just <laughs> fucking like straight up open gunning in the streets of New York. That was so funny. I was cracking movie. up at that scene. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you can't just black. fucking open blast up at a building, motherfuckers. There's people up there. That's so funny. Shoot first, <laughs> ask questions later, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> prior to that uh, flip, uh, Toby McGuire actually did the stunt himself, and then a stuntman performed it, but Sam Raimi thought that McGuire's looked better, so <laughs> he's le- legit doing the backflip over the car. Nice. Job, Tobes. What's the, what's the black and white movie? Oh, Sin City. No, with Toby Maguire, where he goes into the his TV show. Oh, uh, oh my god! Oh, Pleasantville. Uh, Pleas- yeah. Pleasantville. Thank you. Yeah. Good job, Pleasantville. God, that's a good movie too. <laughs> yeah. That also has Kirsten Dunst, doesn't it? No, it's uh, Who's the no, Reese Witherspoon. Reese yeah. Witherspoon. Uh, her, uh, Kirsten Dunst, and Alicia Silverstone, kind of like float around my brain is nearly <laughs> the same three women. Uh and the and so we get the you know the whole premise of this movie is that Spider-Man gets the yips 
because he's trying to, <laughs> you know, in a way, in a way. I mean, you're not wrong. He gets the yips. He's six and... yards off the green, can't decide whether to use the putter or the wedge. But he's going to flop it. He's just going to flop. And uh, he gives up being Spider-Man, so he just throws it away in a dumpster. First off, is that your only uh, suit? Yeah, what? Why does this motherfucker only have one suit? Right. Uh, however, uh, falls. when uh, Jonah Jameson offers the scruffy guy that finds the suit 50 bucks, he replies, I can get it for more on eBay. Uh, in 2001, I mentioned on the last show, four Spider-Man costumes were stolen from the set. Uh, they were eventually recovered after an 18th month investigation and the arrest of the former movie studio security guard and accomplished. While Columbia Pictures offered a $25,000 reward for information leading to the return, movie memorabilia experts estimate the value of the costume as about 50000 each. Jesus. Who's paying fifty grand for a fucking Spider-Man suit? The diehards will. Dude, I, uh, Rick, I showed you, I sent you the Tony, the Tony Parker. Keith, who did he play for? You should know this. San he played Antonio. With your... Yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> you know what else he did in San Antonio, Keith? Fucked his teammate's wife. Yeah, that's true. Oh, is that uh, guy? He cheated on Eva Longoria. I fucking his teammate's wife. Um, and you know I... what his answer for that, Keith, was? I'm French. We oui, we oui. nice. Uh, but Tony Parker has a gym, but he has like. High, uh, yes. Yeah, the high depth like figurines that you see, like you go to like the sword store at VRC, and they have like the Batman and Wonder Woman giant doll like yeah. figures. He has his full gym covered in those, and those probably are not cheap. So that's a dude that I think I go fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, fifty grand for each, but you know. Um, I did appreciate the scene of him in the elevator and the dude was like, looks uncomfortable. It's a bit itchy. It rides up in the crotch. And the dude's just like, what the fuck? But, by the way, that dude is Hal Sparks. And I don't even have to look that up just because I remember him because he's part of those uh, VH1. VH1. I love the, <laughs> the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I was Once he popped up on, on the screen, I'm like, oh, Hal Sparks. I'm like, it's been 20 plus years. How do I, why do I still know his name, but it's the I love the 90s. Just imagine getting on an elevator with someone and that dude describes to you how something rides up on his dick. Yeah. How do you get that? Eh, I made it myself. I, I don't know. I, I, I would think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> who, who, who are you, Willem Dafoe? <laughs> <laughs> it's William. William. You know? <laughs> and they slap the hell out of you. Um, yeah, the Mr. Yips. Like, I think when he had the Yips, that was kind of like the kind of the boring, not boring, but just like stale moments for me. Well, they went halfway on the Wolverine story. Like, on, in every single Wolverine story, like, the way to make Wolverine work is to take his powers away for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And like, it works every time. And every time it was like, oh, we got it back. Yeah. Hell yeah. And they like never had that moment in this one where this it was like, <laughs> the, the, this brought the gif of him standing on the corner eating the hot dog as the 
high speed chase happens. And then you get like the moment of him walking down the street and the guy, the guy's getting mugged in the alley. And he's like, ah, I don't have anything to do. I'm just going to continue that was walking. Fucked. Like literally this entire street of people are just walking by as this poor guy's getting fucking assaulted and mugged in this alley and no one cares. Anybody help? Nah, like it's good. not even just like the fact that Spider-Man ignored it. Like there's a ton of people just walking by like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, that's that. Um, also, this movie is not nearly. It's. I assumed this was the butt rock movie. Me like, too, but no. It's the and now one. apparently one is. This one's just like whatever, like top forty rock radio. It's got Hoobastank on it. No, like, no. Nickelback uh, and no, Saliva no, is no not Mercy on Greg. this. The soundtrack. music in both of these movies, like the scores for both of these movies, fucking suck. Yeah. Like the music <laughs> that he chose for certain scenes, like just didn't really work. Like at any point. Yeah, this was when Danny Elfman did every single movie. Like, um, is this like I, I think I, I think both of them are Danny Elfman. I think it sounds like it. Uh, Danny Elfman, who did film the score uh, for this and other Raimi movies, had a falling out with the director during the course of this film. Um, quoting, uh, "To see such a profound negative change in a human beings was almost enough for me to make me feel like I didn't want to be to make films anymore." Uh, however, I, he's talking about Raimi here. Uh, and then they reunited for uh, nine years later for the Oz, uh, the great and powerful movie with James Franco. So, what, what, what movie was that? What it's, Oz movie? It's, it's uh, the sequel to uh, it's a, the Oz. It was supposed to be like this gritty version of Oz. I didn't mind it. I saw it and I didn't mind it. I think I've seen this. <laughs> As James Franco as the like the wizard. Oh, I, I prefer my Oz in the form of Wicked. God, that musical's great. <laughs> what else? Uh, J.K. Uh, Simmons slaps again in this movie. Yeah, I love the scene of him being like, "God damn it, that man is a goddamn hero," and I chased him away. And then he steals the suit. He's like, "Fucking menace." <laughs> yeah he's the the scene i'm I'm gathering because like the things i appreciate in spider-man are exactly what we we're talking about the intro where like the villains and the side characters are really the like vehicles for entertainment in this movie because toby mcguire is just noticing what happens around him that's kind of his job yeah <laughs> he just observes and then goes oh and then makes those meme faces he does really good at faces but like yeah, like J.K. Simmons and uh, Molina as Doc Ock just kill it, and like they just chew up their scenes, and that's where the entertainment is for me. Like these movies, the same with the first one. Willem Dafoe was fun, and I, I was, I'm assuming in the next four and a half star movie, Spider Man Three, calling it right, right now. Keith, like I need to. So as a prepper for Spider Man Three, how did you feel about the cake scene in this movie? The neighbor oh, wow. girl came over, got some cake for Peter Parker. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're gonna love Spider Man three, buddy. You're yeah, that was good. It. Five stars. <laughs> you're gonna Ur- love Spider Man three. Is that Ursula? Buddy. Yes. You got you got yeah, rent. Gotta... You got rent. Uh, that dude was but... asking him like twenty minutes later after he just told him no, he didn't have rent. Like <laughs> fucking well... calm down, dude. No, I yeah. don't have rent. I think he is like two months behind. So it was a month mm. again. Again. 
Um, By the way, nerd ass Peter Parker should have stole some of them gold coins. <laughs> what? Why did that bank have a bunch of gold fucking coins? Was this, was this the time? No, you know what? Was this just the time when America was trying to force the dollar coins on all of us? Was that Sacagawea coins? Well, there was all Sacagawea coins. Just the this the, the, the nickel ass feeling coins in your pocket, worthless pieces of shit. <laughs> Why did we try to force dollar coins on this country? That was such a weird time in America's to... history. I'll bet someone they just invented a job for somebody so they could give like a hundred thousand dollar cash award. <laughs> like we still print pennies, but we were trying to make a dollar coin. Like what the fuck? So I'm just gonna read what it says here. Uh, when Ock, the history of Sacagawea. Thank you. <laughs> uh, when Ock robs the bank, Spider-Man throws a bag of coins at the end of the string right back at him. This could be a reference to the Bolas spider, which catches its prey by throwing no, a balled-up piece of webbing rather than making a web. I like our Sacagawea coin bit better no. than, than who, their bit. Who, who wrote that bullshit? <laughs> Also, why? But like, it wasn't like they just had a bag of coins. Like, there were like a lot of fucking bags of coins inside that vault. Yeah, it was like a. It's like that's where Scrooge McDuck banks. (laughs) (laughs) Here in New York. Oh, nice. (laughs) And here we glaze. (laughs) But um, by the way, it's it's fun watching this. I think because I'm. PlayStation Spider-Man fan, as I like to talk about to sound cool on this. But I think they took a lot of the straight-up action sequences from Spider-Man 2. Like, oh, for the video game. game. And because, like, the scene, they have lots of, like, there's, like, a car, there's, like, a you know, stop-a-robbery mini-games in that game, which are great and fun, where you have to swing through the city and find a car that would just rob somebody and stop them. Oh, it's fine it's for like, you to play a cop in the game, but it's a problem in this movie. Oh, you're such a cop in that game. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you work for the cops and you like set up their little satellite monitoring thing so they can illegally Ew. look at people. Gross. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. But... At least in this one, the cops are still like, I still love the way they betray cops in this movie. It's just being like <laughs> worthless fucking idiots who can't do anything. Like last one. Hey, I'm going to be here when you, when you get back. I ain't coming back, chump. <laughs> Dude, the cops just like, oh, okay. Okay, save the baby. Dude, um, what the fuck? Spider-Man saved a kid from a burning building. Comes out, and then the movie's just like, yeah, but you didn't save that other person, douchebag. Someone yeah. died up there. Yeah. Okay. Again, with great responsibility, you just killed the random guy up, up on uh, the fourth floor. It was such a weird scene of like, yeah, great job saving that kid, but you didn't let that. You didn't save that other person, asshole. <laughs> Again, Spider-Man with the yips in this movie. Uh, like I like it's that funny thing of him like going just doing the you know no way home scene of like how all their backs go out and it's just like this is like the beginning of like him him falling 40 feet and then like oh my back did one else get like kind of a scream feel of just Spider-Man constantly eating shit in this movie and loving the fuck out of it Oh, that one! He has a big that dumpster fall. Dude, he has to... multiple of those. Spider-Man <laughs> eats shit so many times in this movie, and it's so good. Yeah, It'll, this he's, movie he's... does a really good job of establishing how fucking OP Spider-Man is, though. Like, yeah. stops it's... a train. <laughs> well, like it. Spider-Man in the actual Marvel comics is considered like on par with Hulk when it comes to strength. <laughs> like Spider-Man is like a super strong superhero. Like he is like an S tier level like 
can kick the crap out of almost any one superhero. Like, you know, whenever there's movies and they're like, oh, I Superman has to hold back when he punches people. Otherwise, he'd kill them. Spider-Man is on that tier. <laughs> like, if Spider-Man wanted to punch through people, he could. But Spider-Man has to monitor himself to prevent that. Mm-hmm. And this movie does a good job of showing just how fuck like Spider-Man just eating 50 fucking feet falls and being like, fucking ow, that hurt. Did it twice because it's when he was trying to return and he thinks he's back when he's trying to do the jumping building and building. And then I think he's just walking up. Oh, uh, that's a big fall. <laughs> well, yeah, jump. that's the one that he goes like, I, that's the one he's like, oh, my back. Yeah. And then uh, he it's like crawling up the wall. He falls. And then when he uh, is web sl- uh, slinging around town, he falls multiple times. So, yeah, like this movie shows like he can't be hurt. <laughs> And like when he's trying to stop that train and he sticks his leg down and he's just like tearing up the tracks. Yeah. Oh god, stops. those are like just, and he's just like, ow, my knee. That that felt bad. Those are like four by sixes. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he's just snapping them like twigs. And again, uh the typical New Yorker in these type of movies, he's trying to save him, save the train from crashing, and he puts his legs in the thing and he's like, I gotta fix something else. And like the guy's like, got anything better to do? It's like <laughs> Come on, man. Motherfucker, we're all about to die. Why don't you call the fuck down with Just, the sass? Yeah. The little New Yorky bit was funny in this one when they were all when they all did solidarity in the train. Uh, that was kind of fun. When he became Spider Jesus. Yeah. That was they did like well, I was that's like, like fourth it was like fourth wall shit, like with the New Yorkers on the bridge. I was like, like Neo, but way better than that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Neo and Matrix Revolutions. Yeah. Yo, yeah. yo, hey, we're keeping secrets over here. <laughs> uh, the two kids that give uh, Toby his mask is his uh, two half brothers. Oh, that's cute. That whole scene, though, where it's like, we got your mask. We're, we won't say nothing. I'm like, fuck, that's cute. Yeah. I also liked the New Yorker standing up for Spider-Man. Be like, you got to get him. You got to go through us. And Doc Dog's just like, okay. Keith, what's, yeah. that for, what's the first actor's name? What's his name in uh, Sopranos? Oh, was that the pussy guy? Big pussy, yes. Yeah, I've never seen Sopranos. I'm Me just, either. I just, like, I just know it's the best. It's like the best prestige show I've ever made, or something. I gotta watch it with an ending that's very controversial. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. I, I usually endings that are controversial are pretty. The good. ending? No, it's not considered great. It's considered oh. a pretty poor ending overall. <laughs> oh, what the hell? We almost had butt rock, but we didn't. The band Three Doors Down uh, wrote the song "Let Me Go" for this for this film, and it was going to be the main song to promote it. But last minute, it was pulled, and the band put it on the third album. Uh, the lyrics are heavily influenced by the struggle of Peter's, Peter Parker's feelings towards MJ. I want to oh, yeah. be I want to be me... there when they were writing that email to whatever the lead singer of Three Doors Down. <laughs> like, hey, sorry, we're not going to use your song. Let me go again. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, yeah, I love. I love Three Doors Down in middle school. Uh, it's about uh, Spider-Man's enemies, uh, about uh, about the thing, his feeling towards her, if they were item, but uh, his enemies would take advantage of this and put her life in danger. As Damn. the ec- song echo, the chorus goes, and you love me, but don't know who I am. And as I'm torn between the life I lead and where I stand, and you love me, but you don't know who I am. So I've, I've let me go, let me go. Are so yes, yeah, this whole song... <laughs> Are we start a new podcast where we talk about the basis of three doors down songs? Three fake door, uh, three fake doors. Yeah, four doors down. Four doors down. <laughs> we can have the awkward conversation about them being the band that played at fucking Trump's inauguration. 
Yeah, the one he got like two. <laughs> they were one of them. They're like <laughs> so fucking funny. the F tier of that list of people he wanted I love to get. The, I just love the idea that they were like, okay, well, we can get three doors down. <laughs> and three doors sounds like, I mean, this is literally the only chance we'd have to play an inauguration. So I Was guess it like we'll Ted play. Nugent and three doors down or something. Yes. Do, you, do, you, do you guys want to take a guess on um, who almost replaced Toby in this movie? I know, so I'm not going to say. Okay. Um. It's Ricky, you're probably going to be right. Is it the <laughs> Hobbit? No. And I don't Ke- know. Keith, who? Um, the uh, Mr. Gyllenhaal. Correct. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh... The Hobbit, Toby <laughs> Maguire, Jake Gyllenhaal. Like the three ladies earlier, also all circle around my head as the yeah. same mm-hmm. person. Uh, Mag- uh, to- Toby got hurt during filming Seabiscuit, man, but he was fully recovered in time, so... Wow. Jake Gyllenhaal probably would have been better. Jake Gyllenhaal is a superior actor to Tobey Maguire. And that's not to say Tobey Maguire doesn't become a far superior actor than he is in these two films. But I just think I Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> is a superior actor overall. I think he's probably a better actor, but I think Tobey Maguire's just dumb faces he makes like suit these movies well. <laughs> like his like face when he's stopping the train, they just just they just straight oh up my kept God, that one, dude. That was they so kept funny. that. They kept. He looked that. like he was shitting his pants, and like I didn't. But I'm also like, I don't know how I would like what my face would look like if I was trying to stop a train. Yeah, so, no like, one looks that cool could be. in that situation. So if anything, it made it better because it's like, I mean, he, sure, he looks like he's shitting his pants, but we probably all would be shitting our pants if we were trying to stop a fucking train. And yeah. twenty years of memes. Yeah. <laughs> um. This is gonna be a long one here for a second. Um, is it about the, three doors down or not? I it's I'm sadly not. Um, You've lost us. <laughs> one of the writer's original script for Spider-Man One was going to have Doc Ock to be in it as a larger role. He was supposed to be teaming up with Green Goblin to fight Spider-Man. In the original script, uh, Doc Ock worked at Oscorp, but uh, his project on his mechanical arms were overdue and was fired by Osborn. But he snapped at him as he was being electrocuted, causing his chest arms to melt into his burned flesh. Uh, the green gas affects Norman simultaneously, uh, simultaneously. So during the parade, Doc Ock would fight with Spider-Man on his TV uh, and discover Norman wearing the one wearing the suit. So we would have had more Doc Ock in this in the first one, but they cut him out completely. Which again, uh, Alfred Mer- uh, Molina. Is actually credited in Spider-Man One, but he's never—he's just not in it. I think I'm okay with this, though. I think it's better that each character got their own movie. Yeah, especially in a Spider-Man movie. As we'll see in the next one, when you try to put too many villains in a movie, it really ruins things. Four and a half stars, or makes Keith love it. I don't know. (laughs) This is this is the fun. Uh, this was fun watching Doc Ock move around the whole movie, and they think it's like Jurassic Park. Like everybody, like the thong, thong, oh and he just had to like look and like see what's shaking, rattling, and be like, "Oh God, it's a T Rex!" Oh no, I popped for those scenes. God. Those were good. Those are good. I agree. Like, those are good shit. He was scary. Like Doc, he was. I liked him. It's. I just wish we could have had a, one thing that was a little more gory of like one of those arms either taking someone's head off, going or through going someone, through someone. Mm-hmm. You brought up a. Whatever the Hobbit, I wish they would have gone a little more Gollum, Lord of the Rings with uh, Doc Ock and the tentacles. 
I wish like, they would have played more into the psychosis of like the tentacles trying to take over his mind. Like it was there, but I feel like you could have gone way darker with it. Especially it, there with was a, there was one really cool moment where the one of the like claw tentacle things like mouthed the word that he was saying or mouthed the word that was implied in the conversation. And I was like, oh, Raimi, that's so clever because he was just like, like the 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 claw perfectly like worded the word that should have been in the conversation. Yeah. Like and I thought I was like, damn, that was cool. <laughs> I think I think they made it better for they did it better in the No Way Home when he comes back, just because it's like in that one he's like, I I they are in charge, not me. <laughs> and then this one, it's just like I guess they're in charge and he can still but they should have done the golem thing of him losing it more to than it. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, because God. There's some real brutality in this movie. Like the way that Doc Ock's wife dies of just like she gets showered and shattered like fucking huge chunks of glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, fuck, that's such a brutal way to die. Yeah. And it's, and they did like the, the Raimi, you know, look of you see her screaming and you just see like the glass flying at her you, you and it's just making you put that two and two together and what's about to happen to her and you don't see it but you just know what's yeah, going to happen yeah you just see her drop with the glass dropping yeah um i kind of i like the introduction of doc ock with uh peter because he's just like i don't have time i have this uh, you know, I'm working on my project and Harry's there. He's like, well, I pay for it. And he's, oh, yes, that's right. Peter, nice to meet you. Let's talk. And then they, you know, become chums within an hour of meeting each other. There's a other. lot of convenience in the Spider-Man universe. There's mm-hmm. like, there's probably that's 200, just comic probably 250 universe. banks yeah. in that town. And they were at that bank. Yeah. Uh, Rosemary Harris, who played that maid, did the her stunts, the stunts herself, did be carried away by Doc Ock. However, Alfred Molina didn't like it because he claimed he's just not good at it, and it's <laughs> taking work away from real stuntmen. So he he didn't he didn't do those uh some I mean, of the stunts. A big chunk of that stunts was just computer generated fights. But okay, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, it it was very like you could tell when it was happening. But because they did the whole world instead of just trying to like computer generate them on a real world, it kind of worked better than I think mm-hmm. if they like I didn't hate it. Like I could tell it was happening, but I wasn't mad about it. Yeah. And I know when we do the other Spider-Mans, I know in the new one, Molina talked about how just like the new Star Wars movies, it, he was able to see where he's going in the most recent Spider-Man. Unlike this one, where it's just like, all right, uh, follow the tennis ball, follow the tennis ball, live it on a green screen. Yeah. 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 And that's what they did with the Star Wars, the new TV shows and movies. You know, like Ewan McGregor's like, I'm actually able to see who I'm talking to and just uh, instead of a tennis ball and say, that's Yoda. Uh, I still think there's a couple scenes in this Spider Man 2 that we watched that are better looking than 2023 Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's definitely yeah. some really good CG in it. I don't yeah. just like, I yeah. mean, for the most part, the tentacles looked fucking spectacular throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, he they use he they use real needles. I don't know why they did, but they did when they did the scene of the 
Wait, like they literally stabbed him in the back? Yeah. They that's put, fucked. That's what the real, fuck? That's real needles they did to put the suit on him. Maybe that's why we got those such like authentic look of him being like, ow. Oh, yeah. I wonder how that worked, because there's no way they just stabbed him. They must <laughs> or they must have like maybe like rubbed up on it. Yeah, yeah. But it was a real needle. <laughs> like nice. What uh, over a hundred real needles, and it's just like ah, that's just yeah. gonna hurt. I'm good on that one. So yeah, some of that was more convincing than like Jake Gyllenhaal floating above the river in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Uh the scene where the alley scene where Peter falls uh was supposed was the same one he did the upside down kiss. But they really don't get, go that far away from me, if, the whole scenario of this movie. You know, the Spider-Man world is just three blocks. I appreciated Mary Jane being like, hold on, my potential next husband. I want to see if you get me as wet as Spider-Man did by kissing upside down. Nope, and we're like, good. He gets rock hard and she's like, I'm dry as a fucking desert over here. That sucked. <laughs> Make now it's an astronaut not getting wet. That's and crazy. again, and again, it's this. This is like a, a movie with with for MJ being like swinged over to another man and every freaking you know like she's not single for less than ten minutes in these first two movies. It's so fucking. It's so poorly written and frustrating. Like it's yeah. it's a very early two thousands take on female characters, and it's yeah. very fucking just like. It makes me appreciative of MJ and the MCU now more yeah. than anything. Is yeah. that like it's a full on person who has like their own feelings? Yeah. It isn't just a love interest to further the love interest story. Because because it's she was with Flash in the beginning of the one, and then she goes to uh, Harry, and then she proclaims the love to, uh, to Peter at the end. And then we go to the new one, and she's like, she's going to be engaged to Jameson's uh, son. It's just like, and that, but even in the movie, in the at the party, she's like, she still likes you, man. She still <laughs> likes you. What do you mean, Harry? Well, the way she looks at you, like Dude, that COVID ass shot party. That shit was so funny. She, where they're like, they get there and they're like, oh, let me go get the other people. There ain't no fucking other people at that party. <laughs> they never show one other person at that fucking party. <laughs> she, uh, Dunst was actually sick in that scene, so like that's why she's. Far away, <laughs> like the entire movie or that entire scene. She's in Confirmed, the kitchen. Uh, COVID yeah. started COVID yeah. in 2004. Damn. Allegedly. Allegedly. There we go. <laughs> How could she start something that didn't happen? Uh, that's why we said allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> okay. First of all, Mr. Schneider cut, Schumacher cut. We can have our Maybe. own crazy theories too. Don't 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 bring up the Schumacher cut. I got plans. <laughs> Keith, half of your cohorts are already in jail for other things. Like your fucking best buddy just got sent to jail for like 19 years. So I don't know what you think you're gonna pull off. Listen, January 5th was a weird day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> really fed up with the way this government's handling things. Dude, that fucking Kmart that's still open must have been real sad when they sold out all those fucking khakis. 
Uh, Bruce Campbell makes another cameo and this as a different yeah, uh, character. My favorite part of that is just imagining there's multiple people who look like Bruce Campbell in this universe. Oh. I just hope that it, maybe it just like is Bruce Campbell or like is what's his name from the first one just has a different like yeah. You got the fired from wrestling. the fake re- yeah. or he is or it is Ash. That's his name, Ash. Yeah. <laughs> Ash. Oh, you think yeah. this is Ash from Evil Dead? Yeah, it just is Ash. This Ash. Yeah. There is demons in Spider-Man. The final I mean... <laughs> there may be that the uh in the, the final scene of the act. Wait, hold on. Ghost Rider goes to hell, doesn't he? Isn't it like literally hell? Isn't I mean, like it literally Rider? like Mistopheles or something? Like yeah. there's literal demons in the MCU. Look at yeah, Moon so like, Look at Moon Knight. Come on now. <laughs> wait, is there like actual like is there actual angels and demons in Moon Knight? Yes. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, not like we don't see like the Christian like angels and demons, but like, but like the, the function. Okay, functional the, the, angels and demons. Yes, <laughs> like the whole thing about uh, the newest Doctor Strange movie was everyone thought Miss Mistopheles, who was like the devil, like character, was going to be in the movie. So like, there's devils in the MCU. There's Surtur. <laughs> um, the That's just a, he's just a, I'm blanking on the name of the the, the devil character. That they thought was going to be in WandaVision. Yeah, that's Mesosopheles too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, yeah, but like the whole time in WandaVision, like, that's him. That's going to be him. And then it's like, oh, it's just a B guy in a suit. Okay, not even close, but it might be him. Dude, that was so fun how everyone like was trying to come up with all these ideas for those early episodes of WandaVision. And then it was just not. Yeah, it's just a show. (laughs) Like, fucking calm your tits, people. You know, it's just a, a. Excuse for the stepbrothers lady to come in and be a character. <laughs> hey, you leave Agatha God, alone. <laughs> fucking great. She was pretty good. Um, but yeah, we have you know, it's just that I guess the it's the movie trope that we get in this of that Peter tries it, you know, wants to tell MJ but can't because of this, and then he gives up being Spider Man to be with her, and then basically like, hey. We should go get food. And then she's like, What are you trying to, you know, have me leave my fiance for you? And he's like, Well, yeah. And it's like, that's not gonna happen. I already confessed my love. And he's like, Well, I'm re I'm reading poetry, so let me spew some words for you. And maybe that were sweet. Dude, I loved your answer to that of like, what the fuck? No one gives a shit about your shitty poetry. Let me swoon <laughs> you with this poetry. <laughs> Just because Doc Ock said it, that's how he got his uh, wife, just by singing poetry. I did, that was the one time I appreciated MJ, basically telling him to fuck off when he tried to read poetry. Yeah. Like, was that supposed to, like, fucking make me suck your dick right here in the middle of this cafe? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, you haven't been to any of my plays. Harry's been to three. My fiance's been to, like, 20. And it's just like, ugh. Ugh. Just, no. Stop. Stop. I mean, that was fair. They're supposed to be great friends. Friends should support each other. And he's not being supportive of our kind. She made a fair point there. Keith, you, that should be you, buddy. What? I see, what's on, I, I see, what, I see what's on your sleeve, brother. <laughs> it's a work shirt. <laughs> Wink. Sure it is, Keith. Listen, all right. It started in late January. <laughs> Got it. Um, Sorry, little, late December. Uh, a little fun thing. Uh, 
Did you catch the address on the pizza place? Pizza time. Got I did a, not. On the helmet of one uh, Peter Parker. Keith? Mm-mm. It was Bleecker Street. Oh, a little strangey. A little strange. Doctor Strange Road. Yeah. Okay, pizza, been named like... Doctor Strange in this movie. Yeah. Then because yeah. like, what about Doctor Strange? Like, ah, oh, that's taken already. So there's another mention of, mm-hmm. you know. So Doctor Strange exists in the Toby verse. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is now Disney canon. Because well, it they... is now because of the yeah. newest one, but in the separate universe. I yeah. mean, technically, though, for all we know, Kang has already come and destroyed Tobyverse. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that's the... But, uh, you know, this is the small things of a 2004 Marvel movie making references to other... You know, at the time, I'm like... You know, it, it didn't catch it, but this time around, I'm like, oh, okay, there's the street. Oh, they actually fully mentioned Doctor Strange by saying, oh, that name's already taken by someone. So that's, you know, that was cool this time around seeing. What else? Uh, Stan Lee makes another quick cameo. Uh, if you did not see him. He, I did not. I even Googled after it if he was actually in the movie or not, because I couldn't remember seeing him. He's again just pulling someone from danger. They, he had a scene of like, whoa, he stole my pizza. And uh, that was just deleted. But he it's has weird a that they shot. took Stan Lee out of that, but left the other guy who's like, hey, that Spider-Man stole that guy's pizza. Should have just been House Sparks. Uh, take House Sparks' role and just be the guy in the... in the. You could tell uh, Stan Lee how yeah. it's fucking making his dick itchy. Yeah. You'd be like, I get that. I have my I have my own type of suits at home or you know, something like that. I'd be like, okay, weird guy. Fucking Stan Lee's got gimp suits. Weird. Uh, I'm not saying he doesn't, but sorry, I shouldn't shouldn't yuck someone's yum. Everyone can have their gimp suits. I mean, I'd appreciate if Keith stopped wearing it to family game nights, but like, again, can't it, yuck yums. Hey, uh, um, it improves my poker face. Keith, next time you watch uh, Ramy movies, uh, one of his trademarks is that he has Maker's Mark in in the background. That made, that made me thirsty. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, some whiskey sounds good. I thought I thought of you. I thought of you, Rick, when I saw that. I was like, ah, oh, Rick might be drinking some of that now, or he will once he sees that. I I almost went to get a glass when I, when that popped up. I'm like, ooh, I have a lot of that. <laughs> we see the uh, Evil Dead car again in the garage when nice. we find out that uh, Aunt May is getting kicked out of her house, or she can't pay for it. Oh, and then fucking what's his face was the shitty bank guy. There's so many like people who end up being famous as just bit characters in these movies. Um, community guy. Yeah, Joel McHale. Yeah, that guy. What was his e show? That soup talking soup. Talk soup. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. That was a good show. That was. They tried that to do that again a couple of years back. It just didn't work out because I think that was a very well, like internet show before the internet. Yeah. But yeah, they tried again, and I think they did. Well, he didn't come back and do it, but it was just like it just didn't gel the right way with whoever it was that they. I mean, back. Joel McHale made that show, so it makes sense if you had someone else, it wouldn't work. I think Hal Sparks was a host at one point, and I think Greg Kinnear was too. But 
it's weird. I it's one of those things I like watched a like one of those like behind the scenes with talk soup type crap, and there's just like these are all the hosts before. I'm like, like Greg Kinnear. Oh, okay. But he's Greg not in Kinnear here. my nuts. I don't, that one didn't work. Sorry, buddy. I didn't. <laughs> um, that was Greg Kinnearly a good joke. Hey, there we go. <laughs> there it is. But we find out uh, in the. What's your guys' thought of MJ finding out the finally finding out that he's Spider-Man to the point of like, I bet you she knew. Like it's just like, oh, she knew. Well, like, she like should, she... Aunt May clearly knows. Oh yeah, Aunt May knows. <laughs> well, it was and I appreciated the that if... secondary guy to John Jonah Jameson knows. <laughs> like the second guy at the bugle is just like we know, I know where you're getting these pictures, Peter. When he's holding the mat, when the mask, he's like, "Why? Why are you quitting on us, Spider Man?" He's like, "Peter, no." I, guess... I don't know. I guess it was also Spider Man just takes his mask off too much. Like fucking half of New York knows who the fuck Spider Man is at this point. Well, that's just because it was on fire, right? But like he was in the alley after eating like that fall with his mask off. It's like, dude, people like. <laughs> Granted, no one's gonna like see him randomly and be like, "It's fucking Peter Parker." Like, no one fucking knows who Peter Parker is. Yeah. yeah. Like all was... those people in the train, be like, "We won't give up who you are." <laughs> no, 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 know who he is. Yeah. I guess it was nice they had to reveal Spider Man because this it, this movie didn't feel like there was gonna be like thirteen of them after this, so it, like it felt like it was going towards something. So like they had to reveal him, otherwise it would have been stupid. Yeah, I mean, but like... but like this was like that movie like when because Aunt May's a whole anti Spider Man character, but when he saves her and then they do that garage scene, and it's just like oh she she knows she knows. I thought then... Aunt May was a lot better in this one than she was in the first one. Finish the prayer. I really <laughs> liked the scene of like him telling her the story of what happened with Uncle Ben. Because that felt really authentic of her instead of trying to be like in that moment saying, honey, it's okay. Of like yeah. having to walk away from that because like your nephew just told you that like he in no small part led to the death of your beloved husband. But then she walked away and she was like, wasn't really his fault. So she came back to it and was like, it's fine, Peter. I love you. I, I don't know. Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know how I felt about the purgatory scene of us visiting Uncle Ben in hell. That was that was weird. That scene was he's just like fucking high off his ass, sitting in bed, just fucking oh, yeah. wide eyed. Uncle Ugh. Ben tell him, hey, stop being a little bitch and go be Spider-Man. He's like, he's, I don't want to be Spider-Man yeah, anymore, Uncle he's Ben. Be, he's being the android from Dragon Ball Z, like, let it go, Gohan. And it's like, let it go, Peter. And it's like, what? Why are we why are we in purgatory at this current moment? Thank you. Uncle Ben, I want to go fucking rail Mary Jane. But first, be Spider Man, dude. Come on, don't, don't, don't make my life be in vain of you trying to get some. Or fucking split it, fucking Peter. Go rail her as Spider Man. Then you both get what you want. Yeah, that would have made everybody happy. I mean, we know that now. She knows that, like, they bang with the mask on. <laughs> Can you put this on, <laughs> honey? Honey, I just, I need it. I need you to do this for but, me. No, it's it, 
it's that cliche of the superhero movie the fact like she's in grave danger and like he's about to save her then like the uh when the the buildings collapsing because all the metals being flown into the little you know whatever the metal catcher and she's just like oh like there's like the classic oh no and then like he saves her it's like hey you might want to move this is pretty heavy dude and the fucking like her being tied up and just the one spot she's in just happens to get her covered in super cold water very convenient <laughs> it felt very like george lucas telling um Carrie Fisher, that there's no bras in space. <laughs> like, no, Kirsten, it's fine. Just like, you have to be super cold. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I will say that this movie took the record for the highest one day opening on a Wednesday from Lord of the Rings. When so we get to on a Wednesday, <laughs> going well, out on a Wednesday. This was at the time where it was like, Midnight releases were king. And... and this is also like when the bigger movies get like that Wednesday release of, um, you know, a Star Wars movie or Spider-Man. It's like, like... want to blow the weekend by giving as many days possible for your opening weekend run. Yeah. Um, a special camera system was constructed called the spider cam, which allowed filming to create the effect of dropping 50 stories and of and of high-speed swooping scenes. Uh, the system was made for the first film, but it was, was only used for the final shot. Oh, that's weird. It's a uh, good thing they made some more Spider-Man movies. Yep. The doctor that, or professor, uh, that Peter has is Dr. Kurt Connors. Fuck, Connors. There Fuck. it is. What is that? Oh my god, it's like is that Fantastic Four? No. No Connors. He will be in the amazing Spider-Man movie as he's the lizard. Oh, that's what it is. He's but the regenerative they, guy. But they do set it up because he has one arm. So they do set up the lizard. Oh, don't. see, that's cool. That's a nice touch. Don't use him. But yep. nice touch. He's there. He's there. Because yeah, I reading I'm like Kurt Connors, I'm like. Oh, that's the lizard. I'm like, oh, I never, I didn't, again, didn't put two and two together until watching it this, this time around. Going, I, I know, I know the characters in the movie, you know, the players of the game. I know the names. Joe sees the fucking 4D chessboard and he understands what's happening. I am in the game now. I and am then the Spider Man 3, ha 3 happens and it collapsed the chessboard. Yeah, we'll find that out. I can't. I like want Keith to live text us watching <laughs> Spider-Man three, just so I can get like your live reactions as you're watching this movie. Cause as yeah, someone who that. super enjoys Venom, I'm interested to see what you think of Venom. So Venom. one thing, Venom. So one thing I'm, I'm looking forward to is both this, this movie was like largely above. Okay. The last one was slightly below. Okay. And I'm excited for something that is like wildly terrible. <laughs> so that's what I'm that's that's why I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, the way you two love musicals, you're gonna fucking love Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I will. And I God will. damn you, or Eric Foreman. God damn you. Dumbass. Thank you. Thank you, Red. <laughs>
I am saying, I will say though, they do nail one bad guy that's in Spider-Man three. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> one of the like 18 that are in that movie, but one of them is really good. We'll get to it. So Keith, uh, uh, I believe Mr. Ebert's still alive. I, oh I yeah. Remember. I got your Ebert. This this review was wacky. It was it was a fun one. Oh come on. These ads, they're killing me. Anyways, Roger Ebert, a very alive Roger Ebert, gave this four out of four stars. Oh shit. He doesn't do many four star movies. He loved this movie. And uh I was trying to find a reading series for us, but just like the first few sentences is pretty nice. Are pretty nice. Now, this is what a superhero should be. Spider-Man 2 believes in its story the same way serious comic book readers... The same way serious comic readers believe. When the adventures on the next page express their own dreams and wishes, it's not camp, it's not nostalgia, it's not wall-to-wall special effects, it's not pickled in angst, it's simply and poignantly a realization that being Spider-Man is a burden that Peter Parker is not entirely willing to bear. Yeah, he was. he's just glowing. He loves it, because I guess... I've in the, I'm trying to put together the stories from the last couple of Roger Ebert Spider-Man reviews I've read, or the only two, is that he was like literally a Spider-Man comic fan from like when he was a kid. So he's super excited <laughs> about these movies. After like not understanding the bit in the first one and like a drunken rant for his review to this one seems so weird. Oh yeah. Well, the yeah, he just didn't like the first one. <laughs> but like his point didn't make sense because it like wasn't, like he just missed the point that they tried yeah. to make, which was such a weird thing to take from Ebert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, many fans, including Raimi and Toby, prefer this movie. And and they're like one, two, three. It's two is their number one. Uh, the budget for this movie was two hundred million. Holy, that's so much in the early noughties. Holy fuck. Uh, with the budget of two hundred million, this movie shared the record for the most expensive U.S. movie ever made. You want to take a guess what movie that was? I'll give you the year, 1997. Titanic? Men in Black. Titanic. <laughs> yeah, it's Titanic. However, yeah. the Because they the, fucking made fucking half a ship for that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, however, the record would be broken by 2005's King Kong. And then by fucking Jesus. 2023's Fast X, which it's like 300. What, what holds it now? Uh, biggest budget movie? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fast X just had like three hundred and forty fucking million dollars for that movie when we covered um, that one. The biggest, is it the most. Avatar oh, 2? here we go. No, no, no. Here, the most expensive films. You want to take... assume that the fucking Blue People are one of them because that movie Blue took people, ages to make. Blue People number seven at three fifty. Three fifty. Jesus. All right, here you go. Number one. Your favorite Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens. Well, I mean, this this list is going to be stupid because of inflation, I think. That's my theory. <laughs> but what's this, the budget for that? $447 million. Holy fuck, I didn't know that. Let, let me, let me double check. Do a new hope. <laughs> but worse. Let me, <laughs> let me verify before I get to... $140 million for that fucking piece of shit? Uh... God, I hate J.J. Abrams. I fucking... He's on like, I have a very small oh, wait, list of people on, I would on. smack if I instantly saw them. J.J. Abrams is pretty high on that list. Like J. up J. there with like a lot of Nazis. Okay. 
So Keith is right. This is due to inflation. Also, oh, they're adjusted numbers. Yes, they're adjusted numbers now. But because still, that's still crazy that Force Awakens has the highest adjusted budget. It's two hundred. It's two hundred forty-five million. Is the original budget? And then it's flood, flood, uh, uh, inflated. Uh, number two, more than because Sp- Spider Man's budget would inflate more than Force Awakens by time. Yeah, this yeah. list doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's on it's the Wikipedia, Keith. I don't know yeah. where you want. Here, let me go. Here, let me try something. Let me try another website because the second one is Jurassic World, uh, two Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, it's like Casablanca is probably on like on there or something. No, like it's not. Keith, Keith do me a yeah. favor. Don't don't pick the Jurassic World movies, please. Don't. Uh, number three is Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Four is Pirates of the Caribbean. On Stranger Stranger Tides, five is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Six is Avengers: Endgame. Seven is Avatar: Way of Water. Eight is Fast X. Nine is Infinity War. Ten is Pirates of the Caribbean: At Worlds and Justice League and Star Wars: Last Jedi, all tied for ten. Justice League. It's so funny to me that Fast X is on that list. Like I get the Pirates movies because they did so much practical shit. Like they fucking built fucking ships. To do all that shit, like that, those movies are full of practical crap, <laughs> and like, fucking blue people are just like pure computer generated shit that costs a ton of money. God, fucking Star Wars being up there, it's always fucking terrible movies. Yeah, oh, that makes. Ugh. One day we should pick that fucking series just to nope. rail against it for three weeks. <laughs> Rip like a bandit. Uh, the gross for this movie domestically, this movie got three hundred and seventy-three million. Internationally, four hundred and fifteen million. So worldwide, seven hundred and eighty-eight million dollars. It's weird, but like if that happened nowadays, people would be like, "Yeah, that's okay, that's fine." Especially with a name like Spider-Man. <laughs> Dude, fucking check the numbers on what Spider the newest Spider-Man movie made. I think I looked at it. I think that movie made almost two billion dollars worldwide. Uh, I got Big. you right here. No way. If home. I remember correctly, uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home that came out two years ago, domestically it got eight hundred fourteen million, internationally one billion. So it's one point yeah. nine billion worldwide. So that movie almost made two. Billion dollars worldwide, and then and they won't just... pay the VFX people. Oh, and we definitely aren't going to pay the writers, Duh. especially not the writers. God damn, fuck those companies, man! They're so rotten, dude. I love that the dude who heads up Discovery, like, was speaking at some fucking graduation, and they just chanted at him the whole time to pay his writers as he was trying Ugh. to talk and give a commencement. Um, a lot of them are like literally getting minimum wage. A lot of these, like, well, some yeah, of them don't even make minimum wage, they get paid yeah. like for the day they're in the room or something, yeah. and that's it. They could make something that makes a ton of money and they barely yeah. see anything for it. Yeah, uh, let's go to the box office for July 2nd to the 4th of 2004. But this won't be great. Shitty. <laughs> okay, so number 10 coming in at second week with 2.6 million. It's called Two Brothers. It's one of the like uh 
two tigers separated as cubs and they have to it's like one of the oh, talking nice. like real life movies but oh, gross. animated you know talking uh number nine in its fourth week with three million garfield <laughs> nice we could do that there's two of those yep. yeah there is <laughs> number eight in its uh seventh week with 5.8 million shrek two mm, that's a good one i like shrek one and two those are both good let's uh, not no- talk about three and four Number seven, haven't seen any of them. And number seven, when it's fifth week. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You haven't seen a single Shrek movie? No, I'm good. How are you a part of our generation not seen a single Shrek movie? Then I saw her face. (laughs) Now I'm a believer. I'm good on that one. Not Uh, the monkeys, Smash Mouth. Yeah, I, I I know they made it. We are I doing remember. Shrek at some point this year. I hope you know that you've oh, decided no. this phase. Oh no! Now nah, I'll also I'll wing it. Uh, number seven, it's fifth week with five point nine million. Uh, with five point nine mil, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I have that... never seen the live action movies past the second one. Those the later ones are pretty cool. I remember me and the producer were going to watch them all to like maybe watch the like the last one. We literally got to the final, like, Deadly Hollows part one and part two, and we stopped before we were like, we watched them all leading up to the finale. I'm like, ah, we're fine. We, well, as we're soon as the out. Dumbledore story plays out, I was like, oh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and also, who the, the movies don't fucking matter anymore. So, yeah. They're also, all I'm, I'm a big fan of J.K. Rowling's Twitter, also. There it is. So you, you're a transphobe? You love, <laughs> and you like Gina Carino's one. Yeah, me and um, Carano and Rowling, yeah. just all in a room. There it is. <laughs> Number six in its second week was 7.4 million, The Notebook. Yep, seen that. Number five in its third week was 7.8 million, The Terminal. Yeah, oh, I've never seen The Terminal. Tom, oh, it, I, it's on Netflix, I think, or somewhere. I just saw it, like, it's on. It Tom sure is heartwarming. Poor Tom uh, Hanks losing his country. Uh, number four in its third week in eight with eight point one million dodgeball. See no, that number three. Why are we hold on? Why are we getting a second dodgeball? Fucking, we don't need that. Stop. It, it's gonna be so unfunny. Also, number three is a comedy. That was four. That's crazy. Or four. Number four is a comedy movie. In what week was that, Mister Lessel? In its third June. week. Damn, third week and it's yeah. dodgeball was a fucking hit though. That Keith, you can shut up. Me and you saw it in theaters, all right? I no, know I'm just we... saying, like, no, yeah. that's I'm... no. He's speaking to how where comedies uh, don't get that. Yeah, anymore. Like, well, we, don't like, worry. Uh, number three, nothing's funny it's... anymore. <laughs> number three in its second week with eight point six million white chicks. That's I've, that's I've never seen the full movie of White Chicks. It's good. I, <laughs> I want to say Keith and I saw that at the dollar fifty. Yeah. Yep. And then number two in its second uh, second week with 16 million, Fahrenheit 9-11. Never saw that movie. Good one. So yeah, he's mean... still living off that fucking movie, though. What's his name? Michael, Michael Moore. Moore. Yeah. So that means coming in at number one in its first week with 88 million, which it got 40 million on its first day. Spider-Man 2. Ratings, IMDb gives this one a 7.4 out of 10. Ron Tomato, all critics gives this a 93. Top critics a 97. And audience, 82. It's a highly rated critic movie. Holy shit. Yep. Before we glaze them, let's go to rank them as we'll be ranking the Toby, the Spidey, the Batty, and Movie. We can start it off with the Toby, as for this one, Ricky, you have 
Uh, for the first movie, you have him crying or trying to cry. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Keith uh, is him catching food in the yeah, cafeteria. Good. And for me, it's that that's not my problem when the criminal runs past him. His, his Ricky, delivery was pretty absurd. At that uh, I, I'll start off. Mine is him eating the hot dog with the high speed chase and just like, just that is a good scene. Just like eating a hot dog. That is a good one. Mine's going to be him eating shit falling out of the sky and just like eating it on a dumpster. That was so good. Mine is him birthing 100,000 memes with his face holding the train. I knew that. That's why I didn't (laughs) pick it because I knew you were. (laughs) Open. It's such a good meme. It's such a, it's a timeless. That meme has held up for so many years. Memes come and go. My intestine, my intestine's coming out my butthole right now, holding this train back. Uh, for the we're, let's do the Spidey as for Keith, you had him again catching food. Uh, Ricky, you had him uh backflip to avoid death at the end, and then for me, it's me him webbing Uncle Ben as he's flying swinging through New York. So, what's the best Spidey? Fuck. Uh, mine is the one where he the Spidey sense kicks in and he dives at Mary Jane. Twists in midair and ducks under the fucking car. That fucking scene was dope. I'm going to do the whole pizza delivery as P- Spider-Man. Sp- Spider-Man mine, delivering pizza. Mine and too, saving the kids. Mine too, just because we get the line pizza time. <laughs> I appreciated the guy who just went out on a landing and found a bunch of pizza and was like, I'm going to eat one of those. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I want to say that was a in the research that was just a one of the writers or producers from one of the Evil Dead movies. Just like someone, you know. Uh, Batty. We have uh, Doc Oct. Do we put him in front of Green Goblin? Mm, I do. Yes, but it's super close. Yes. Like, arguably, I would put these two as villains ahead of so much than what we've seen in the MCU. Mm-hmm. These two as villains, better than any villains we've seen in any Spider-Man movie. To the point where we literally saw two of these in the MCU Spider-Man movie to finally give him good villains to face. Who is this? Vulture and then Jake Gyllenhaal. Mysterio. Yeah, they Mysterio. kind of shit the bed with Mysterio. Vulture was awesome. Just the the yeah. Uh, I mean, the look of it, but like he wasn't a very like he's not as threatening as these two were. Hey, that 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 the well, plot, the plot twists when he opens when he goes to pick her up for the date and he opens the door and you're like, oh shit! Like, you know, that was an awesome scene of like, do I know you somewhere, Pete? I don't. Well, I'm not denying that, but yeah. there's he's still not a threatening as villain as Green Goblin or Doc Oct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then movie. Yeah. 2-1. 2-1. Okay. After re-watching it, I don't know if I ever need to watch the first Spider-Man again. Agreed. Honestly, I don't know if I need to watch any of these movies ever again. But if I was going to watch one, (laughs) I would watch the second one again. Yeah. We'll find out. I might might be leaning on Keith's mental uh, craziness. Dude, three's going to slap, dude. Yeah. It's (laughs) fucking not. I'm telling you. So, uh, speaking of slapping, let's lay some stars. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, blazes as a spider can. Gonna fill you up with cum. Watch out! Here comes the Spider-Man. Here comes the Spider-Man. Here comes the Spider-Man. 
dude, I'm as good as that fucking lady on the streets with her violin. Oh, I love the lady. I love that lady. <laughs> they have Spider Man. You're so vulgar. <laughs> Keith, what do you give it? Okay. I'm going to ask confidently what did I give one? You gave two, one. You gave two, two, one. Okay. This one, three and a quarter. It was fun. Although I'm like, I'm starting to break my own heart because I'm realizing that maybe I just don't like Spider-Man all that much. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go a flat four. This like, it's still not as good as it is in my like nostalgia. But the fucking like mental stuff he has to go through and the actual fights in this movie slap pretty fucking hard. So I'm going to go four. Man, I agree. I liked this movie so much more before I watched it. Like my six, my like whatever, 18, 16 year old brain. Yeah. It was like, this movie's perfect. <laughs> I also think this movie and the way it looks would probably look way cooler in theater than it did watching it on my TV. Even though I have a nice, beautiful 4K TV, this movie screams theater experience to me as to be. You know what this movie probably also was? Was this movie a 3D movie? Was there 3D in 2004? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Avatar is the beginning of the new wave of 3D. No, there was 3D before Avatar. But there, like for bigger, bigger movies. Avatar that. made 3D like impressive and not stupid 3D layered images. But there was 3D movies before Avatar. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. The worst thing I've ever seen in 3D was they um they did the Masters one year and they had one hole and be like, hey, come. If you have a 3D stuff, you can watch this Masters hole in 3D. But if you don't, it's just super pixelated green. And it's just like, oh, this is terrible. Hey, watch this fucking layered 3D image. Yep. That we then did, fix with these glasses. Did a friend of the show, Trevor, buy a 3D yep, he TV? A 3D yes, he TV. did. Yes, my he father did. Had a, my father had a 3D TV. Nice. What a waste of money those things were. Who's going to fucking wear glasses at home to watch their television? I don't know. Uh, by the way, I give Spider-Man a, uh, I'll go three and a quarter. That will bring Spider-Man in at an illustrious three and a half. So yeah, pretty good. That, <laughs> I mean, that's right. What's the, on what's the, the first movie good. get? First one got two point eight three. Okay. So for well, pre for pre glaze, Rick, you gave it a four and a half. Keith three and three quarters, and then I just gave it a flat three. So this. Makes us go to the next and the last Raimi Spider-Man movie. As we're going to be talking about Spider-Man 3. So, boys, what are you glazing at? Keith said four and a half already. Yep. One and a half. I won't go as too high as Keith, but I'll say a flat three. Guys are crazy. Because, I, you know, let's get weird. You guys are going to give some sort of fucking the room type love to this movie. And I'm going to fucking walk Which, off the and podcast. By the, and by the way, uh, the room will be at Cinemark on, in June. So if uh, I'm going to be busy that day. Well, just, you know, you know, just get your, you know, I can't believe they're putting that points. fucking movie in the theater. I'm going to watch it again and I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> but I digress. But next week, we can't wait to talk about Spider-Man 3 and see how crazy it gets. 
But you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com. We can find everything that we do for you. You can find us on the social medias on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram at nocellent or nocellentertainment. Give us a follow, a like, or a request of what you want us to watch to smother Keith with. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out smotherkeith.com. There's some good stuff on there. 